0: Welcome to the Gravity Technique podcast. My name is Kaz, and I'm the creator of the Gravity Technique, which is a bridge between the face-meltingly boring science world and the practical application of how your body actually works. I've spent 20 years researching anatomy and movement, so you don't have to. And this podcast is where I deep dive into debunking, de-jargoning, and myth-busting some of our most common ailments. So, if you're ready to feel empowered and take responsibility for your own health and well-being, let's get started. So welcome to this week's episode and this week we are talking about coconut oil (laughs) and the coconut oil analogy is something that I've used for a really long time to explain interstitial fluid and if you've never heard of interstitial fluid you'll start to understand why we call it coconut oil because it's you know the fascia research world really does get a bit jargony with these big long words and you know um descriptions of parts of our body which you know we just we kind of we get these words and then we don't really know what it is and we don't really know what to do with it or what the practical application of it might be so we just sort of you know run away well I used to. So interstitial fluid. So if we start back in the world of, of the fascial casing, do you, if you remember from previous episodes that we've talked about this cling film wrapping that covers your bones, covers your muscles, covers everything, your nervous system, forms your vascular system. You've got the, um, si- the silver surfer onesie is the cling film that covers your muscles and your bones. Then you've got your... Um, Fluffy yellow onesie, which is the uh, much maligned and uh, fairly insulting to call it the fatty layer, but you know your superficial layer under your skin, um, and then you've got your your skin layer as well. So. In between all of that, particularly in between the muscles, so when you take a stretch and you feel that your muscles are stretching, there's also a slide and glide between the cling film wrapping of your muscles. So your muscles need to slide and glide over each other. And in order to do that, they need a lubricant. And the lubricant is called interstitial fluid. And the way that that interstitial fluid behaves is like coconut oil. I used to call it like the car grease. Um, it is that kind of vis- viscosity. Um, that it's synovial in. Um, for those of us that are anatomy trained, it is synovial in. Um, it's I'm trying to think of the right word, which now escapes me because we're using big long words. Um, which is also present in our joint capsules as well. So it's quite gacky. I think would be the right word to call it. it is quite a dense, uh, viscosity. Um, you'd liken it to something like, um, washing up liquid, I think would probably be the closest thing for it. So coconut oil, washing up liquid, that sort of dense, gloopy, viscose fluid. So it's, it's not this sort of runny stuff. And the reason that I always refer to coconut oil is because when the coconut oil is in its jar in the cupboard and it becomes cool and cold and immobile, it goes solid, and that's exactly the same as our um, interstitial fluid does. It's exactly the same as this, you know, synovial fluid in between your muscles. So. If your muscles are cool and immobile and they're not sliding, gliding over each other, then this fluid in between starts to go a little bit sticky, a little bit gacky. So you know when you make big circles with your arms and it's a bit clicky and it's a bit clacky, that is the coconut oil starting to break down and return back to its um, fluid state. So if you scoop some coconut oil out of your jar put it into the palms of your hands, and then just introduce the warmth of your hands, obviously, and also this lovely spiralic movement where we move the hands back and forwards over each other. Then what we end up with is the coconut oil starts to melt and then it returns to its natural fluid state and it becomes this beautiful lubricant and your hands will slide and glide over each other very easily. And that's where we want to use our movement intelligently, whether that's gravity technique, whether that's yoga, whether that's Pilates, whether that's working out at the gym, whatever it is, we want to be respectful of the coconut oil in our bodies. We need to give it time we need to give it warmth and we need to give it that initial incremental movements which allows it to return to its slidey glidy state. So gravity technique obviously works on the spiralic movement of the body, um, a little bit like uh, gyrotonic and, you know, those other um spirally tight movements dancers move in this way and is respectful of the natural orientation of the body so when we move in this spiralic way or we move with the spirals of the body because your body isn't linear and we've talked about this before your body isn't linear it's not biomechanics it's not levers and pulleys there is nothing in your body that is straight nothing at all even your bones are, are spiralled. Um, so with that in mind, then when we start to move with the body rather than against it, we start to introduce this lovely spiralic movement that then gets the muscles moving over each other, sliding and gliding, then we start to restore ourselves to our natural range of movement. So if we've got sticky shoulders, if we've got sticky hips, having a a knowledge that the this that this coconut oil is there that it's present in between the muscle interfaces helps to give us a head start on where to start with our movement how much movement is enough and you know if we push and pull our bodies around too hard then we're likely to pull the muscle interfaces over each other before they're ready. So there is an element of listening to your body and allowing your body to get ready. So how, where do we start? We can start with walking. We can start with um, just those little movements. Walking is the perfect uh, start to getting things sliding and gliding over each other. Um, as you know, I use golf balls, so I use golf ball or tennis ball rolling of the hands and the feet also helps to start to get things moving, gets things sliding and gliding. But just something as simple as when you stand up from sitting down, if you do a big stretch, now a big stretch A yawn and a stretch together is called pandiculation, lovely big long word, for something that we just take for granted every day. So you know when your kids get out of bed in the morning there's this big yawn and a stretch and they'll move their bodies intuitively all over the place. And as adults that kind of gets conditioned out of us because we're taught to be more restricted in our movement because that's more adult which actually we want to return ourselves to being a bit more child. The other place that you'll see pandiculation regularly is with your pets. Dogs, cats, hamsters, guinea pigs, all of those things. Whether they've been sitting for five minutes or sleeping for five hours, when they get up from any sitting or laying position, you will see them pandiculate. There will be this long dog stretch or cat stretch where the paws go out in front and the spine is extended back and then the back paws go out and the chest is extended forwards and there's probably a yawn and a jaw movement in there as well. So with that in mind, now we start to see how these things are useful and if we were a bit more dog or a bit more cat in our movements, It would completely change the way that we feel in our bodies. If we did that big yawn and a stretch every time we got up from the desk, every time we got up in the morning, if we took time rather than just hitting the alarm clock, rolling out of bed and padding off to the bathroom, if we just took a moment to sit on the edge of the bed, put the knees out to one side and then the other, lift the arms up over the head, yawn with a big jaw, yawn, and make some circles with the shoulders and some circles with the knees into the hips, then we start to introduce the slide and glide. We start to wake those muscles up and it's not just the superficials that we're looking at, it's those deep internals as well. So you can lay in bed in the morning and tilt your pelvis backwards and forwards. You can roll your ribs from one side to the other you can pull your knees into your chest and have a big stretch through the back of the body maybe plant the feet into the bed and drop the knees out from one side to the other and just have that nice twist through the center of the body and just thinking about how do we Introduce that slide and glide on a regular basis at in regular intervals throughout the day. But also, where are we running into resistance? Where are we stiffest? Is it in the shoulders? Is it in the hips? Maybe it's in the feet, maybe it's in the knees, maybe it's in the wrists and the hands. So just working with what you have, noticing the parts of you that need a little bit more care and attention. Because what's really important with the coconut oil is where there's no fluid flow, there's stagnation. And it's really important that we have that fluid flow. It's a known fact that 80% of breast cancer tumors happen happen in the upper outer quadrant, which is pretty much your armpit. And we've changed our environment so much now that it's really rare for us to take our arms up over our head. Even to reach up and pull the boot down on our car now. For many of the cars, we have a button. So we're reaching up and just pressing a button. We're not even pulling the boot of our car down to close it. We would barely reach up over our head for anything. So there's no stretch happening into the underarms. And of course, there's so much limp that lymph there. If you're not sure what that looks like, it's like bunches of grapes just under your, under your arms, quite close to the surface of the skin. So if we're not lifting our arms or making circles with our arms, looking at that sort of going back to that dog and cat um, pandiculation, where are we stretching into the underarms? Are we in our downward dog if we practice yoga where are we stretching through the backs of the legs? I know my, my teen loves to hang in doorways. I always used to get told off for that because my dad's a decorator. So it was, you know, we never touched any of the paintwork, but just sticking your hands either side of the doorframe and just hanging through the doorframe and feeling that really satisfying stretch into the pectorals on the front of the chest. You know, if we're tall enough, when did we hook our hands over the architrave, over the framework at the top of the door and just hang our head and chest through the door and feel that big stretch down through the tummy into the front of the legs? When did we step a foot onto the bottom of the stairs and just pause for a moment and take that into a deeper lunge? There's these things that we can introduce Into our daily lives, button into our daily activities, a deeper lunge that gets a stretch into the hips, into the groins, because again, on the inside of your thighs, where the top of the legs connect to your pelvis, is a whole load of lymph. And our lymph is responsible for all the detoxification in our body. It's where everything, all the bad bits in the body get pulled out from everything that we've eaten, toxins in our environment, all of that stuff. It all gets sucked out of the tissues and taken into lymph and then put through into our blood works. And then it's either peed or pooed out of the body. So with that in mind, Our movement is fundamental. If we're not moving, we're stagnating. And if we're stagnating, then the, it's a bit like the pond. If the pond isn't draining adequately, we get stagnation in the water and then we can get, you know, those diseases or those illnesses or, you know, just things that happen when we've got water pooling in the body and there isn't adequate fluid flow but it's not a big thing. We don't have to start, you know, sign up for some big gym membership and start exercising for three hours a day every day. It's just these little stretches every day that get into the underarms, into the groins, taking yourself out for that 20 minute walk, taking those lunges on the stairs, hanging through doorways, And stretching into the underarms, you know, if you're waiting for the kettle to boil, making those lovely big circles with the arms right up over the head and out behind you and feeling where that slide and glide isn't happening for you, where you're running into resistance, where you might be losing a bit of that range of movement in that major joint area. You know, how much range of movement have we got in the hips? Can we lift a knee in towards you and then take it up out to the side? Can we take the arms up over the head and then stretch them out of the side with a lovely, fluidy, circular movement? How is that happening for us? And is it a little bit sticky? And if it's a little bit sticky, just making those, use your elbows, make circles with your elbows, use your knees, make circles with your knees and get that movement reestablished back into those major joint areas. And the coconut oil will respond. It might be a little bit stiff, a little bit sticky, a little bit gacky in the beginning, but ultimately over time, when we introduce some warmth, some spiralic movement, some slide and glide, because the muscles are heavy. So we use the weight of the muscles, we use the weight of the bones to get those interfaces moving and they do free up over time. So that's what we've been getting into this week. So have a think about your coconut oil. Always pop a comment in for me. If you've got any questions, do reach out. I'm always listening to you. If you're not in our Facebook community, head over to gravitytechnique.com forward slash links and you can sign up there, come over into our Gravity Technique Facebook community and I'm in there live taking your questions every week and talking about things just like this. It's uh, about $5.99 a month or $7 a month if you're over in the the US. And it's a great way to just come and have these conversations about, you know, if you're looking at these movements, if you're looking at pandiculation and you want to know what that looks like, there's a video over in there about that this week. But also just You know, if you feel that things are sticky and you've got a question about that, you can come over and ask those questions. So head over, as I say, gravitytechnique.com forward slash links and come in and have a chat with us about that. And next week we're getting into vitamin D. We're in the deepest, darkest depths of January at the moment here in the UK. And, you know, supporting ourselves as we are in the darkest time of winter and how we're looking after ourselves. So watch your dogs and your cats, give them a stroke and a hug. I've got an episode coming up on that, on how stroking your animal helps to lower your blood pressure, reduces your heart rate, and can really relieve stress. So that's going to be a fun one to get into too. And if you've got any questions, pop them across to me. And uh, I'm always happy to answer. So thank you so much for joining me. Please do give us a subscribe, a like, a share so that we don't disappear into the podcast ether. Um, I'm always so glad to hear that you are listening and that you're finding this stuff useful because it's not common knowledge, but it really should be. So I want to share it as much as possible so that we can all feel better by moving well. So take care and I will see you on the next episode.